Real Voices podcast, where we explore the personal journeys of real estate professionals through their own unique challenges and successes. Real Voices is brought to you by Equitable Title and Escrow, providing a better approach to title and escrow through team support and innovative services. Welcome. Welcome to another episode. We have another great guest with us. We have Dalton Osmaski. You got it. All right, man. <laughs> you made it through it, the hardest part. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Thanks for having taking me. Taking the time. Um, we, we tried to get you on a couple of weeks ago, had some things that we had to uh, rearrange, but we, we appreciate you showing up. Yeah, we're here. here. Ready Thanks. for it. Awesome. So um, we had a little bit of time to chat over but while we were waiting to uh, set up here, but it um, sounds like you've been in the industry for about four years now. Yeah, about. And, and who are you with? Who are you? Who are you? I'm with Realty One. Uh, okay. We're located out in Goodyear, Arizona, and um, yeah, I've been there for four years, my whole career in real estate. Okay. And um, in the beginning, you said you kind of was a, a you, you said soft realtor. What? What? <laughs> what? Why did you start that way? What? What kept you from jumping right in the game? Yeah, um, you know, I went to college, and so I studied accounting and finance, and I thought it was really important to go work in that field to get a good base understanding of, you know, basic taxation and just accounting in general. Um, that way I could help my clients do, you know, under, really understand, like, the whole investment aspect in regards to, like, real estate. And so, you know, did that full time, you know, working long hours and didn't really have enough time to, you know, by the time I got home, wasn't able to go show or, you know, it was a really hard transition. And so I decided that, you know, I was going to just focus on my career at those firms. And then when the time came, I would, you know, work on my savings and, you know, be able to transition and give my full effort into real estate. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate um, you mentioned some things. Um, first of all, just the saving and preparing for it. Um, I had a uh, just a lunch prior to this speaking with a, a little bit of a seasoned agent. And that some of the things we talk about is when new agents come in, they don't realize that this is not a job, but it's a it's a business and you have to invest in it. It takes money. Um, so talk, talk to me from that point of view. Um, you know what? What was your strategy? I guess to how did you save money? How did you prepare? What What did you do? What 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 was your life like? Yeah. So, um, you know, I made the sacrifice to continue living with my parents. I know, you know, a lot of young adults, you know, want to move out of the house, you know, get their own apartment, have their own life, kind of thing. Um, you know, didn't buy a fancy car. You know, kept my old car that I had in high school, and so I was able to save like more than fifty percent of my income. And you know, the reason I did that was because I wanted to become a real estate investor, and you know, have enough money in my pocket that you know, when I did make the jump full time. Time, that it didn't matter if I lost one client or two clients or you know whatever it was that I was able to you know continue doing this one thing that I loved which is you know being a real estate agent and an investor and just kind of like a general advisor so um, you know commuted from my parents house in Goodyear to downtown Phoenix you know long drive got to listen to some really great podcast mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, bigger pockets is one of those that kind of shaped my life as far as like the real estate investing aspect. But you know, brought my own lunch to work. You know, try to save whatever I can, and you know, kind of work on you know putting away X amount of dollars from that paycheck, and then you know whatever else is left over, you know, spend or use however you want. Really, go on vacation or you know, go buy a nicer car. I guess, <laughs> but try to stay away from the debts. Awesome, I appreciate that. Um, I guess. One of the things you mentioned is staying at home longer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our society, that's just frowned upon. Kind right. of, it's the thing that you're a loser. Kind of a the yeah, thought. You're still with mom and dad. Right. Yeah. So that's you know, it's in every every show and every joke, right? So how did you um, manage mentally to overcome that and deal with that? Just every day, or is it? How did you do? 
Yeah, I think I had a vision that was bigger than any comment that could ever be made. And I mean, I knew that I was going to be a homeowner uh, sooner than later. And so I actually, before, you know, even like leaving my parents' house, I actually wanted to live in like a fourplex, live in one of the units, rent out the other three, have my mortgage paid for because, you know, people don't, they think their house is an asset in the beginning, which it's really a giant liability because it's not producing any, any income for you. And it's guaranteed to be there for the next 30 years, you know, 25 years, whatever the mortgage is. And if they refinance even longer. So um, I thought it was really important to try to eliminate those debts. You know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in high school, just totally changed my, my life, you know, put words into like what I was thinking and feeling. And so um, you know, wanted to do the house hacking that way, you know, chose a different route later in life just because with the properties I was finding, you know, I, I have uh, not high standards, but enough standards that I was like, hey, you know, I don't want to, you know, go live on this part of town or whatever right. it was. And right. so, um, did, you know, just didn't align. And that's totally fine. You know, sometimes it doesn't. Great stuff in there. Um, you, you said the the house hack, right? Yes. So talk talk to the audience just briefly. What, what is that? What is that for us? Yeah. So house hacking is kind of um, using your house as a way to invest. Um, so one way you could do, you know, one way you could do it is, you know, live in the house, improve it. So, you know, if it's a little outdated, you know, upgrade the kitchen, upgrade the flooring, you know, do some of the work yourself, or you can hire somebody too. But while you're living in it, you know, kind of improve it because then you're getting the value up. And then one day when you sell, you know, if you wait two years, you know, you're going to pay zero tax on it because of the tax laws. Um, or, you know, you can basically put 5% down, you know, let's say that's how much it takes to get into a house at this time. Um, you know, you put 5% down, you move out in a couple of years, now you have your first rental property and only have 5% down. So there's a, a ton of ways to like house hack. I mean, it's either, you know, buying a house as well, getting some roommates, you know, somebody's paying your rent, you're still, you know, improving the house. I mean, there's so many, so many ways that you can really do it. And so I've even seen people, you know, uh, rent out the other rooms on Airbnb right. and so it can be really creative and it's just basically trying to offset that big liability in your life so that you can use your money to get closer to financial freedom. Awesome. Thanks for, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so what are your clients? Um, who do you, who are you serving right now and how, how do you reach them? It's hard to put a blanket over everyone. Um, you know, I'm helping buyers, I'm helping sellers, investors. Um, so I wouldn't say I have a favorite in any of them. I love working with all of them. There's no better feeling than finding somebody their first house or, you know, selling their house and, you know, helping them transition into, you know, their forever home or whatever it is, or, you know, getting somebody their first investment property. I remember, you know, the feelings from when I got my first, I was like, oh my gosh, we finally did it. <laughs> you know, so excited. But um, so I would say, you know, ages range. Uh, all types of people really um, it's hard to you know say this person or that person because they everyone has differences okay are you buying leads right now or is it more organic how does that work for you I would say it's organic you know when I first got started in real estate um, it was paid because I you know had this thought in my mind that I needed to be spending money to make money mm -hmm. um, and I don't know where that got planted <laughs> but it happened um, but uh, now I actually just focus on you know reaching out to people on Facebook you know contributing to my community and I've actually had a lot of outreach um, just from you know marketing my properties that I have for clients too so um, I would say I've kind of transitioned away from the paid I still do paid you know if you google me you'll find me <laughs> but uh, right. you know you just gotta you have to be in as many places as possible and so um, I, lots of my businesses referral you know um, past clients people that I wasn't able to help but you know they had a good experience at the end of the day and you know it just didn't work for whatever reason it was right. but um, you know they felt compelled to refer me out as well cool cool so uh, your days as an agent um, what does the majority of your day what is that filled with 
Uh, I would say the majority of my day is filled with uh, showings, responding to emails, writing offers, um, you know, just kind of being there, answering uh, clients' questions, whether it's, you know, has my home value changed, um, you know, uh, scheduling, you know, the future showings or even listing appointments and stuff like that. So it varies by day. And, you know, there's always the organic, you know, getting on Facebook, you know, making posts, commenting on other people's posts. But for the most part, yeah, it, it varies. Okay. okay. <laughs> It's many hats, right? It is a lot of hats, yeah. Okay. That's one thing that a lot of agents that start out don't really understand is there are so many duties in the beginning that you're not able to, um, you know, you're just changing hats left and right. right. And so it's just a matter of, you know, finding systems and ways to make it more efficient. And so um, I've definitely used a lot of technology to okay. make my life a little bit easier, whether it's, you know, one software that allows me to post on multiple, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Snapchat, whatever it is, and kind of schedule it so I'm not on it every day and just, you know, a couple hours a day or a couple hours a week just kind of right. block that time to go make those posts and stuff like that I'd like to ask you about that a little bit yeah. um, some, of the, some of the tools that I try and share with folks and you know using myself as well like mm -hmm. the scheduling for for Facebook do you find that those posts um, have less um, I guess I don't know engagement than your organic posts do you ever see that so with my organic post, I've actually been doing something cool um, as far as like most of it's writing and it's just telling the story and how that relates to real estate. So like if there's something that comes up in my day where it's like, you know, the buyer's offer didn't get accepted, but like there was something else totally unrelated that happened in my life that kind of relates to that. Like I'll write the story and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how long it is. It can be, you know, an essay. I try to stay away from that <laughs> because I don't want to take everyone's, you know, time in their day. But, uh, you know, I've, I've noticed that those have actually done pretty well and it's kind of cool because it, you know, I feel like a lot of things are just pictures and it's so easy right. to just scroll right past. But when you see something and you see people engaging in it, it's uh, it's nice to, you know, stop for a minute and like be told a story instead. Because right. I do love reading. And so anytime I can, you know, promote reading in any sh way, shape or form, uh, it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, I've kind of just noticed that myself too. I'm like, I, there has to be something to that, but you can't really spend all your time posting organically, yeah. right? You, you'd be doing there all day. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm pretty impressed by, um, you know, going back to just your your ability to, you know, save 50 percent and, you know, do all the little things that you're taught in the books. Right. To right. do, Especially as a young person. Um, so was that something that you learned from your parents? Where where did you where do you feel like you, you got that from? I feel like my parents were the ones that inspired me to be a real estate investor uh, from an early age because they would live in a house and do house hacking. Okay. So yeah. in 2002, uh, you know, they were building a new house and, you know, they basically not I don't want to say they ran out of money because that's not true but like they realized that instead of paying somebody they could just do the work themselves mm -hmm. and like learn the trades and so they you know when their free time started hanging drywall or whatever it was and so I would give a hand because I was the oldest and <laughs> the only boy so they're like here, here's a hammer right <laughs> um, so you know I, that's kind of how I got started in uh, you know real estate was you know learning some of the trades and I just fell in love with it and then we moved in a couple of years and did it again and you know I started getting better and better at this and so but I also understood the reason why they were doing it and so um, you know the house hacking was something that has been in my blood since as far as I can remember right. really and um, so yeah a lot of it has to go to you know both my parents and my dad's a very finance oriented okay. man so you know I grew up in Chicago and we ended up moving to Arizona because he you know mentioned like hey you know in-state tuition in Illinois is you know minimum 20,000 plus room and board and he's like I don't know how long you'll be in debt but it's gonna be it for a minute so he's like you know um, he works for United Airlines 
And so he's like, I can, you know, change my job. My mom was unemployed at the time. And he's like, you know, we can go to any of these states and get in-state tuition for 10000 He's like, by the time you get out, you know, you're not going to have that much debt. And so that's actually how we just stumbled across Arizona because, you know, him working outside, he was tired of the winter and, <laughs> you know, can't shovel sunshine, as they say. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we ended up out here and it's been great ever since. That's interesting. Uh, in-state tuition. Yeah, who would have thought that's what brought me out here was just, uh, you know, inexpensive college and not to discredit the universities or anything because they were great and uh, you know loved going to Northern Arizona Mm -hmm. University and learned uh, you know from professors in smaller classes that just really genuinely cared about you know where you were going and trying to get you there so wouldn't change it for the world yeah something to that yeah man that's 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 interesting the what what parents do and why we make those choices and things Um, for our children, right? For our children. Yeah, my friend's parents weren't doing the same thing, but my dad was like, you know what, if you want to get ahead in life, you know, you might have to, you know, move out of state and do this. And, you know, we all still live here today. So, and we actually have some family that's moved out here too, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, back in May, I sold one of my aunt's a house in uh, Buckeye. So that's kind of cool. (laughs) Awesome. So um, your your sisters, um, Mm -hmm. do they they pick up the same things, same traits or what, you know? You know, you could say what you want about your siblings, but yeah. just, you know, just thinking about that. Uh, I would say my my one sister, she's a CPA, so she, uh, mm-hmm. you know, has experience. She actually has invested in some properties with me, and uh, same with my younger one. She doesn't have as much of an interest in real estate, but um, she loves more of, like, the design aspect. So I think she's going to be more on in line with, like, house hacking, so mm-hmm. finding a house, working on it, having, you know, my dad teach her some of the trades or, you know, me getting over there with a hammer, helping her, um, where my other sister is more of a numbers-based person, and so not to say she can't hit a hammer. I I know you can, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's just uh, they have their differences and there's nothing wrong with either of that. It's interesting. Um, Yeah, I just love to see how that all works out with different siblings. Mm -hmm. So um, just thinking about your childhood and, um, you know, the lessons that your family gave you, um, what do you think the the greatest lesson that you've taken away, and maybe not from your parents, but just in general as as a kid, something that stuck with you? Um, I would, I would say uh, have goals and stick with them. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that try to persuade your goals because they weren't able to, you know, get them themselves. And, you know, would you rather shoot for the stars and, you know, you know, land amongst, you know, the other, the moon or whatever it is. Right. Um, so, you know, I set really big goals for myself. I, I haven't been, you know, met them just yet, but I, I'm getting closer every day and so I think that's kind of cool that you know if I would have set for a lower standard and not got there you know would have made a big difference in my life probably not but because I shot for you know bigger goals you know I had to set bigger solutions and try to figure it out so um, definitely have surpassed anything that you know somebody has ever said hey you should go make this your realistic goal because yeah um, flip four homes in a year and you know most people (laughs) would say that that's not possible so that's pretty good for sure yeah um, so just thinking, you know, with your your goals and things that you've been able to overcome in your life, what, what is a struggle that you, man, you're like, yes, I conquered that one and I'm, I'm glad I had it? I used to struggle with time management. Okay. So, um, you know, t- saying, telling somebody I was going to be, you know, across town and, and this isn't even from like real estate, this is just in general, right. um, you know, not and always staying later than I should have <laughs> because <laughs> I just love talking. I, I love, you know, hanging out with people. And so if, you know, I had two plans in a row, it was always hard. So, you know, kind of setting the expectations up front, like, hey, I can only be here for an hour or two or whatever it is, um, and kind of sticking with that because, you know, it's got consequences right. going down the road. And so I, from that, you know, I've tried to become more responsible and uh, reliable 
for that matter. And so, yeah, that's kind of what got me, um, uh, I guess, a solution to that. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I struggle with that one myself. You saw that today. I'm always, uh, there's 10 minutes or so that right, right there. So, yeah, that's a that's a great one. And especially in the, the industry that we're in, mm -hmm. um, we're just, they're, those 24 hours, they're free for us to do whatever we want right. to do with them. And so having structure. So what do you do um, to, or what have you done to, to make that structure in your life? I would say, you know, time blocking is probably one of the most important things. So, you know, having my schedule, putting time blocks, whether it's for social media, listing showings, and kind of really putting emphasis on all of those and the reasons why that they're on that specific day. Because, you know, if I, work wait till like Friday to make all my social media posts well then I don't have anything for Monday through Friday or if I do showings on a Monday but they're not you know um, accepting offers till Sunday well I've you know is that home still going to be there you know there's all these questions so um, really you know just focusing on my schedule you know putting everything in it whether it's a big event small event and you know just uh, really staying on top of it and not being like a, you know a massive schedule or anything before so it's been a it's been a nice adjustment and then also finding the technology that can help me I guess manage all those hats you know whether it's you know outsourcing something to somebody else or um, you know just rearranging my schedule so I can do more showings and less time you know all those yeah. kinds of things yeah time blocking uh, yeah. train on that and teach myself that um, so <laughs> we're still working on it. right, right. I was gonna ask you like how long how long was it before you that you actually went from time blocking to doing the time, to sticking to the time block. And what was that like for you? Um, I think it took a couple of months because I guess before that, you know, I was just like, hey, I'll remember, I have to go do right. one thing and, you know, <laughs> two weeks or whatever it is. And and, that, and I still can't do that. But um, I, I think it took a couple of months to like actually say like, hey, th this is a reason why, because if I, you know, miss that appointment on Monday, you know, to go do something, then, you know, that kind of domino effects into everything right. else. And so, um, you know, if I want to achieve anything, it's a matter, you know, whether it's, you know, help more people buy homes, you know, more people sell homes, like it's just a matter of, you know, blocking that time and actually staying with it, because if not, I'm going to get off track. And, um, you know, you have to be your own mentor and kind of own, you know, guidance sometimes. And so I thought that that was, you know, it was just time for me to like really evolve and really focus on that. I thought that was going to help my business get to where it needs to be and kind of where it's at right now. So makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, again, struggling with that. Too. I'm like, yeah, that's, okay. that's, on the, that's on the calendar. I'll show you my calendar. <laughs> Just kidding. I got all these colors on mine, too. I'm like, yeah, it's, it looks fun. <laughs> no, I like the tie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So um, you, you mentioned in, earlier that you, you enjoy reading and making sure people can read whenever they want. Um, mm -hmm. Are you? Is there a book that you always go back to or that you're, you you preach on what? What's that for you? Um, it's going to be Rich Dad Poor Dad. Okay. I think it's such an easy book to read. It's actually the first book that I've ever read in like three days. Um, before then, wasn't much of a reader in high school. You know, most of the books that they gave me, I wasn't really <laughs> interested right. in. Right. And then I picked that one up, and I actually don't even remember how it was introduced to me because it wasn't like my parents or anything or a friend. I was like the first one to read it, and then after that, everyone like had a copy. I was like, I don't care if you can afford it or not. Here's a book, mm -hmm. um, and I just I thought that it. It really, like I said, put those words or like the feelings in my heart, like on paper and was easy for everyone else to explain because I wasn't doing a good enough job of explaining like, hey, this is what I want to accomplish. And then I read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Um, so I was like, Here, here's a copy so you can understand me kind of thing. And um, 
So it's a really quick read, really well written, and actually, actually uh, Robert Kiyosaki lives in Scottsdale, and mm-hmm. uh, one day I was like driving through the Biltmore for something, and uh, he rolled up next to me in his Rolls Royce, and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, so, you know, there he is. I've never seen him before, oh, and now funny. he's like living the dream, and I, I thought that was really that's cool. That's funny. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. He's actually driving what he says right now. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> he is a rich dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so you have any kids? I don't. Okay, okay. Not there, not there. Okay, well, let me ask you. I've only been married for like uh, two months. So. Oh, no, yeah, good, good. It's okay. It's all right. There's time. Um, I like to, you know, just talk talk to people about their family. Like, you know, something that your wife or your kids would, would say that you're always harping on or preaching on. If if I were to ask your wife that, what would that be? Something that you're, you're always saying. That real estate's the best investment ever. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Right. I think it's uh, one of those things that I... Uh, you know, I, I've loved it for such a long time, and I've seen it change so many people's lives. Whether it's their first rental property, their first flip, their first house, and um, you know, just something that I like truly try to push people into. Because a lot of people might think that home ownership is impossible, and you know, there's definitely ways of making it possible. And so, um, just want you know people to use the resources that are out there and educate them. And so, um, you know, when I met my wife, um, you know, two years ago, she was living in an apartment, had no interest in ever becoming a homeowner, and then when her lease was up she bought her first house <laughs> and there, yeah she was uh she was like well I have everything I have a pool you know I have a gym and I was like it's all costing you something you know somewhere yeah. down the line and um you know sure the mortgage is exactly the same and she doesn't have a pool or a gym but I'm like you're getting to somewhere closer where you know it, it makes sense so she's she's happy and she's actually um you know wasn't really handy uh, when she grew up and so now she's doing DIY projects probably right this very second so uh you know it, it was cool to you know teach her how to use a saw and now she doesn't need me and uh yeah that's we've, cool. every inch of our house has something new which i love that for <laughs> that is that is cool just to see the the evolution of an individual right mm-hmm. just yeah the, the changes that's that's cool what, what do you feel you're most proud of um i think i'm most proud of for really chasing my dreams um i i think real estate something that has a very you know low success rate I, I feel like most agents do not make it past their fifth year you know when you start the business you realize that almost everyone and their cousin is a real estate agent and that can kind of be like heartbreaking in the beginning and you think those people are the competition but they're really not because they don't stay, stay around you know long and so um, you know if I had given up or didn't have enough savings and you know uh, really just knew that this was the right thing for me then um, you know I probably wouldn't be here but I'm, I'm so glad that I am because I've seen a lot of people change, you know, changed a lot of families' lives and yeah, wouldn't regret um, not chasing that dream. So right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I had a Thank you for great, having me. great time. Good. Thank Learned you. Some, some things people really can save 50%. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> it can be done, children. Even it if it's with ramen noodles. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. So I appreciate that. Um, where, where can the can the people find you? Yeah, you can find me on doing a Google search. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, at Dalton the Realtor. And um, yeah, reach out anytime. Happy to answer any questions. What about your phone number? Uh, 623-999-8188. So, All right. Super easy. Easy number. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah.